Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. In this week's episode of the Soul Talk podcast, I'm going to share with you advice that I would give my 18-year-old self. In looking back, there's so much I've been through since I was 18. There's so much I've grown through so much I've experienced. Everything from highs and lows and health, sickness, betrayal, heartbreak, breakups, launching best-selling books, getting married, having a child. There's so much I've experienced in my life that when I look back, I really have no regrets. When I look back on my life, I feel so blessed. I feel filled with gratitude along the way. But I think about what would I tell my 18-year-old self, 18-year-old coot? Some of these things I hope might resonate with you in some way. But I'm not sharing these things to manufacture seven keys, five keys that might sound catchy and cute. I'm just really genuinely thinking back to my life as an 18-year-old boy, an 18-year-old young man, and think back to where I was and what I would tell myself, and maybe some of these things would resonate with you in some way, and maybe some of these, these tips for advice are things that you can implement in your own life, and maybe some of these things are things that you would like to share with your teenagers or the young folks in your life, if that's the case, share this episode with them. When I was 18, I had just landed in Los Angeles, California. And I think back to that time of my life and I think, wow, I was so naive. I was so innocent. I was so innocent and open with the possibilities that I had no idea how difficult life would be. I think that's one of the beauties of youth is there's an innocence, there's a naivety that you don't know how difficult life would be. And many times if we knew how difficult the road would be, often we wouldn't even start. So when I think back to being 18, I had just won a green card in the green card lottery for those of you that know my story. I had just left London. I had just taken two suitcases one suitcase full of clothes, one suitcase full of self-help books with my green card and arrived in Los Angeles, California with $800. So just imagine a young coot with $800 arriving in Los Angeles. And I knew no one. Literally, I did not know a single person. Didn't have a contact, no family, 
nobody. And the reason I came to Los Angeles was my father, who was a minister, had 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, had a huge church in London. I was ordained at age 14, and I was given the mandate to take over my father's uh, organization. When I was 17 and a half, I mustered up the courage to tell my father that I wasn't taking over. That didn't go over too well. And uh, we didn't speak for two years. Rather, I should say he didn't speak to me for two years. And it was very difficult. But I knew, I knew in my heart that I had a dream and a vision. I knew in my heart that I had a calling. My soul was calling me in a direction that was bigger than me. My soul was calling me. And it was bigger than me, and I couldn't deny it. And I realized that sometimes you have to, in order to follow your own calling, in order to follow your own truth, in order to follow your own life, you have to disappoint your parents. And it was a very difficult decision for me. It actually took me four years to muster up the courage to have the conversation with my father. Anyway, when we did, needless to say, it didn't go over too well. He wasn't happy. And I was in this moment of confusion. I'll never forget a feeling like God had given me this vision to impact people, to serve people, to inspire people. But now I, I felt as though I was floating in the abyss with no direction and no hope. And I said a prayer to God. I said, God, if, if the vision that you've given me is real, if the vision that you've given me is is true, if what I feel in my heart is is is, is real, then then help me. It was a cry for help to the universe, and literally within days, someone handed me a magazine called The Economist. I looked in the back of the magazine. I saw an ad, an advertisement that said the American government is giving away fifty five thousand green cards in the green card lottery, and. Amazingly enough, I felt a calling to enter, and long story short, I won. Based on that, I came to America. Based on that, I landed in Los Angeles, California as an 18-year-old boy. I'll never forget the day that I landed in L.A. As the plane was descending, my heart was full of excitement. As the plane descended, I had no idea what, what was coming. It was around Thanksgiving. I forget if it was Thanksgiving Day or not, but things were a bit quiet in LA that day. I remember going through immigration and I asked the shuttle bus guy to take me somewhere safe and cheap where I could stay for a few weeks because I didn't know anything about Los Angeles. There was no Google at the time. There was no Facebook, Instagram. There was no social media where I could do research. There was nothing. And so here I was, just with a dream. And uh, I, I stayed for a few weeks in Venice Beach, what was called Venice Beach Hotel, not motel or hotel, but hotel. And that began my journey. And so when I think back to young Coot at 18, I just had to figure life out on my own without much guidance from my father or mentors or people through trial and error, mistakes, my journey began. And so what would I say? I'm thinking back. There's a few things I would say to 18-year-old Coot. The first thing I would say is, hey, 18-year-old Coot, number one, enjoy every moment. Savor every moment. Because all life goes so fast. 
in a blink of an eye, you'll be 30. In a blink of an eye, you'll be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Life goes so fast. So slow down, look around, smell the roses, take your time. You don't have to rush. Let life come to you. Sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. You see, when I was 18, I was in such a rush to, to get somewhere. I wanted to achieve so many things before I was 20 and 21, before I was 25, before I was 30, that everything was a rush. Everything was a rush. Everything had to go so fast, so far. Everything was so fast that I never really looked around to experience my experience. Sure, I did things. Sure, life was great. I actually wouldn't change anything. But as I look back, I would tell 18-year-old Coot, Really take in every moment. Really savor every moment. Really be so present with where you are and not just busy to try to get to where you think you need to be, to get to the mountaintop, to get to the destination, but enjoy every step. Enjoy and be present with everything and everyone you meet. Take it in because you won't get this moment back. Extract as much juice and learning from every moment that you can. Life is a journey, not a destination. And the, the journey is the reward. Every step is the destination. So enjoy every experience. That's the first thing I would say. Looking back now, I really see how life did go by so quickly. And I was in such a rush to get somewhere. And there were many moments that I think I may have missed along the way. Many moments where I may not have been present for Christmases and Thanksgivings and uh, New Year's because I, I just thought I didn't have time to enjoy the life, enjoy the moment. I, I was in such a rush. On to the next, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. That even when I did achieve things as a young man, I didn't necessarily... Uh, uh, enjoy the experiences. And so I would say, could enjoy the moments. Life is the moments. Life is not just the attainment of a goal. Life happens in the in-between. I think connected to that, folks, maybe point number two is, is I would say really make time for those you love. Really make time for family. I think for me, especially my mother, specifically. You know, we think we have time, don't we? And we're so busy, busy, busy chasing our dreams, which I think we should chase and pursue. Because those dreams and the pursuit of those dreams make us grow and evolve. But I look back, because I was moving so fast, I didn't necessarily make the time for my mother for my for my parents, for my family. Because I also thought I had time. You know what I realized? I write about this in my book, The Magic of Surrender, but I realized when my mother was dying of stomach cancer, she was diagnosed and I was living in Los Angeles, California. And I flew back to London every month for an, uh, for an entire year to be with her during her chemo session. And for a week out of every month, I got to just hold her hand and take walks with her and do nothing with her. All the things that 
I didn't make time to do and I didn't prioritize because I thought it was a waste of time. I thought it wasn't important. And in that moment, honestly, folks, the only regret that I had in my life was not spending more time with my mother because I thought I had time. None of us know how much time we have. And so I will tell young Coot, make time for those that you love. Make time for your mother. Make time for your parents. Folks, if you're listening to this, make time for your parents. They may not have been perfect people. They, in fact, probably were not perfect people, and there were probably many needs that weren't met by them. But they are your parents. And when they're gone, many of you will have regrets of things that were not said and things that were not communicated. When my mother passed away, in a meditation, I asked my mother, why, why did you pass away before my dad? Her soul spoke to me and said, I passed away in order to gift you a deeper healing with your father. And that's when I knew that I was ready to learn the lesson. And that's when I decided that I would love my dad and call him every day. I would love my dad and love him in such a way that every day until he passed away, I'd let him know how much I loved him. doesn't matter what he did or didn't do. doesn't matter the fact he wasn't there for me. None of it really mattered. I just decided that I was going to love him so that when he passed away, I'd have no regrets. And so make time, folks. Make time for your parents and your loved ones and those you love so that when they pass, you have no regrets. Many of us, we will have regrets when they pass. When my father passed away, six years later, after my mother, I had no regrets at all. And so that's number two. Number three, you could almost say number three is connected to one and two, but I would say to young Coot as an 18-year-old young man, Travel, 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 travel more. This is a practical one. Travel. Do it while you can. Save up your money. Travel. I was so uh, obsessed with trying to achieve success and impact people, and I was so responsible. And, and I think it's an amazing to be responsible as a young man. But I think in many ways, there were things that I sacrificed as an 18-year-old experiences as an 18 year old that I, that, you know, at 18, I would say, Coot, you, you're never going to have this time again where you don't have responsibility and children and mortgages and business and employees and a mission. And so take this time while you're young to travel. Obviously we can travel no matter how old we are, but I will tell young Coot, travel, 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 use this time Expose yourself to different cultures. Do all the things you want to do. Travel, canoe, skydive, backpack, climb a mountain. Have all those experiences. Find those experiences. Find those teachers and mentors. Meet those people from all around the world. Don't worry about being so over-responsible at this stage of your life because your time will come. Take that year that you want to just backpack around the world. Don't think it's not being responsible because you're going to learn along the way. Who you become along the way is the foundation 
for your success in life. Travel more. And even though as a young man, I did travel a bit. At 18, I, I probably would have traveled more, maybe taken a year off and just traveled the world. And so that's one thing I would say. I took life so seriously and took on so much responsibility that I think maybe I should have been a bit more selfish as an 18-year-old. I mean, we're 18, folks. At 18, we're meant to be. And so maybe I wish I had traveled a bit more. Number four, what else would I tell? 18-year-old Coot. I would tell 18-year-old Coot, Coot, don't worry as much. Don't worry as much taking life so seriously. It's not that serious. Most of the things that you're worrying about now at this stage of your life, you won't remember a year or two from now. You certainly won't remember 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now. And you certainly won't remember most of these worries that you have on your deathbed. So don't take it too seriously. Don't take life too seriously. And don't worry as much. Worry is a waste of time. Things have a way of working themselves out. Life has a way of working itself out if you trust. So trust, trust in God, trust in your soul, trust in the process. Even if it seems dark and winter in your life right now, know that after every winter, the spring will come, the summer will come, the autumn will come. You know, folks, I think that when we're young, we because we don't have experience, we don't know the cycle of life and seasons. We go up and we go down. We go up and down and success is not a straight line. And we zig and we zag and then we have a winter and then spring comes after winter. It's just a natural cycle of life. Creation, life, destruction, creation, life, destruction. But I think when we are young, especially 18, 19, 20, Every difficulty and challenge can seem like a catastrophe, the end of the world, but it's not the end of the world. I would tell Koo, you will make it through. This too will pass. No matter what you're worrying about, it's not that serious. You'll make it through. And even if the worst thing happens in that moment, you'll figure it out. You'll bounce back. You'll make it through. You will recover. So save the worry. Worry is a waste of time. Worry robs you of energy. Worry robs you of the learning in the moment and your inner resourcefulness. So I would say, Koo, don't worry. Don't waste your time worrying. Doesn't do anything. I think as an 18-year-old, I worried so much. Am I going to fulfill my purpose? Am I going to fulfill my potential? Will I make it? Will I survive? Paying the rent, paying the bills. Where am I going? Am I succeeding? Am I getting there fast enough? And as a young man, much of my, some of my time, I would say, was consumed with worrying, wanting to be putting so much pressure on myself to achieve and create and make an impact that many of the things I worried about didn't happen. Many of the things I worried about, there's nothing I could have done about. It's just the process of life. Let's go with number five. Number five, I would say, here's one thing I would say to 18-year-old Coot. 
invest your money. <laughs> Not a spiritual uh, advice, but this is something I would say, invest your money. As an 18-year-old, I didn't care about money. As an 18-year-old, I money never motiv- motivated me then. It doesn't really motivate me now as a deep motivation, but it I, I really could not have cared about money at 18. But looking back now, I realize that that money is important and money has its right place and money serves a function. You need money to navigate the physical world. So understand what money is. This is what I would tell Coot. Understand what money is. Understand its purpose. Get into right relationship with money so that you can use money to live your purpose. You can use money so that you can you can free yourself up out of the matrix to focus on what you're here to do. Because when we are so when we're struggling in our relationship with money, so much of our energy, attention, and potential is tied up into survival, is tied up into survival so that we're not able to really focus on what we're here to do. And so much of my 18, 19, 20, uh, early 20s was simply focused on just surviving and paying the rent and just getting by and figuring out how I was going to survive. That so much of my attention because I did not prioritize money and an understanding of money, so much of my attention was taking up just in surviving. And so I didn't think about the future. I didn't think about saving that much. I didn't think about investing specifically. And so I would say, Coop, educate yourself about money and what it is, how it works, how to leverage it, how to use it, because you need it in the 3D. The more money you have, the more people you can serve. Understand investing and understand compound interest. So I would say could invest your money, even if it's $50 to $100 a month. You invest $50 to $100 a month. By the time you're 50, by the time you're 60, you're going to be a millionaire. (laughs) So save, invest, compound interest, study, understand. Compound interest, folks. This is something I would say. I would also tell 18-year-old Coot as it relates to money, focus on assets over liabilities. Don't buy liabilities, things that don't generate and throw off income, passive income, cash flow. Really understand the difference between assets and liabilities. Don't buy assets. Don't buy liabilities by assets because assets produce cash flow. And the more cash flow you can create in terms of passive income, the more you can free yourself up to experience financial freedom in the matrix, the more you're freed up to be able to focus on what you're here to do. Cash in and of itself is not incredibly valuable. Cash is like a pawn in the chess game. Assets are like the queen. The queens give birth to kings. Assets are like the queen. The queen gives birth to kings, and kings are like cash flow. And so I would tell Coot, understand money, educate yourself, and invest for compound interest. So that 30 years from now, 40 years from now, regardless, you're set up. You're free. Life is easier. That's something I would say. And I think many... Many spiritual folks, many of us spiritual folks, we don't focus on the the material, the 3D, the financial. 
We don't understand how it works in the matrix. And we need to understand how it works in the matrix because life, we live in the matrix. So that's what I would tell young Koo. Number six, I would tell Coot to 18-year-old Coot, life is about relationships. Cultivate relationships. Network, mingle, meet people from all walks of life. You become the sum total of the five people you associate with the most. Your income will not exceed the five people you associate with the most. And so... Expand your network, develop a broad network, put time, energy, discipline, love, authentic heart into cultivating like a garden relationships with people because ultimately you're only as rich as your relationships. If you have no money, but you have relationships in a, in a, in a, in a real sense, you're rich because you have connections and access. And ultimately you're only a few people away from a dream, a goal, a desire or resource really make relationships important and cultivate them. Life is about relationships. So network as much as you can. That's number six. Number seven, I will tell 18-year-old Coot to not worry or give attention or give power to other people's opinions and perceptions of you. You know, at 18, we tend to worry and care about what other people think about us, how other people perceive us. We want to look good. We want to be liked. We want to be loved and validated. And I think a part of me at 18 was like that. The nice guy, a bit of a people pleaser, just wanting people to love me and like me. And sometimes I was too kind. Sometimes I would overextend myself. Sometimes I betrayed myself so that you would think good of me so that I could help you so that you would love me. And I think it's natural for 18 year olds, young youngsters to be a bit more like that. But I was definitely like that. Looking back, wanted people's validation, people's approval. And I think in doing that, I think there's many moments where I may have betrayed my authentic nature, my truth in order to get love. Ultimately, I would tell young Coot, what other people think about you is none of your business. And what other people think about you and other people's opinions about you reveals more about you, about them, than it does about you. So don't give power or as much power to other people's opinions. Ultimately, the only thing that really matters, young Coot, I would tell myself, the only thing that really matters is how you feel about you. Are you living truth? Are you living authentically? Are you living in integrity? At the end of the day, you have your reputation, and reputation is what other people think about you. Your character is when you wake up in the middle of the night, do you have peace in your heart in knowing who you are? Do you have peace in your heart in knowing who you are? This is character. Focus on your character. Let people think what they think because you will never please everybody. And spending your life pleasing everybody pleases nobody, most of all yourself. Number eight is a simple one. I would just encourage 18-year-old Coot to be bold. I would tell Coot, Coot, fortune favors the bold. Life is a bold adventure. Those that succeed in life 
they go for it. Commit fully and be bold. Take those risks. You're at the stage of your life at 18. Take risks. Many people never take risks in life. They play it safe. They hide. They hide out. Be bold. Fortune favors the bold. And if you dare to be bold, likely life will reward you. Folks, where do you need to be more bold in your life? Many of the things we, we are afraid of and live in fear of never happen. And if you look back on your life, whether it was in love, whether it was in business, whether it was in relationship, we look back and go, wow, I wish I was more bold. And so be bold. Fortune favors the bold. I hope you enjoyed today's short episode going on a bit of a journey with me as I give some advice to 18-year-old Coot. Maybe some of these things resonate with you. Let me know what, what resonates. Send me a message, Coot Blackson, at CootBlackson.com. I'd love to hear from you. And always, be strong, be fulfilled, be happy. I'm wishing you all the best, folks. Share today's episode with anyone in your life that you feel needs to hear it, especially those that are coming up, the young folks. Share this episode with anybody and tag me as well. Until next week, love now. See you soon. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.